Right, I have printed it off large print, so hopefully I won't need to keep going like that, because... Uh, <laughs> oh, have you seen Anthony Worrell Thompson's glasses? Oh, what a pair of those. Yeah, you know, he wears them as a necklace around his neck, and then he just goes, oof, and puts them on, and then takes them off. And I thought, wow, that's just what I need. <laughs> Fed up of sort of either just... I know you shouldn't put them on your head, because that's how they all, you know, they, they go all out of shape and everything, but I do tend to end up doing it constantly shoving them up above my head and then, and then losing them, as Jenny knows. <laughs> Panic one day in Holiday Club when I couldn't find my glasses, so I couldn't read any of the names on the, on the sheet and everything. So, uh, but Jenny's, uh, Jenny's little bit of magic works and, and uh, I found them. Anyway, that's, that's beside the point. Um, I was hoping to have had some pictures um, of, the, of the area to show you this morning, but um, it didn't quite work out that way. So... Plan B was to go on Wikipedia. I mean, it's so reliable, Wikipedia, isn't it? And uh, I've been on Wikipedia finding out about Birchwood. Ah, how about that? So I'm going to ask you some questions. How many people here live in Birchwood as a whole? Birchwood as a whole, that's Locking Sumps, Gorse, Covert, Birchwood, Oakwood. So, oh, it's perhaps not quite as many as I, as I thought, but yeah, not bad, not bad. Okay, so all you whizzes that live in Birchwood, let's see what we know. These, these figures actually are according to the 2001 census, so they are just a little bit out of date. That's Wikipedia for you, they've not updated it yet, so just got to go from that figure. But how many people, according to that census, live in Birchwood? Two in the thousands. What do you want to guess, Mark? Oh, it's more than that. It's more than that. Oh, more than eight. Less than 15. Very close. 11. 11,000 people, according to, uh, excuse me, according to Wikipedia. Haven't counted them all to check. All right, next question. Which part of Birchwood has got the most people? We'll class it as three parts, Locking Stumps, um, Oakwood, and Gorse Covet. Which one's got the most people? Yes, Robbie. Oakwood. Yes, it's Oakwood. According to uh, Wikipedia and the, the survey, 4,500 people in Oakwood. It's quite a lot of people, that, isn't it? It's um, two to three thousand in the others, but four thousand in uh, in Oakwood. Don't go adding the maths because it, when I was I saw the you no know, eleven thousand. That doesn't add up. Oh well, never mind. But that's rough guess anyway. How many houses in Birchwood? There's a nice one for you. How many houses in Birchwood? Any guesses? Any guesses? I'm not accepting a lot. I'd like a figure. Oh, I hear, I hear, yes, Craig? Was that a guess? No, it wasn't a guess. Any idea? Sorry? Three and a half. That's not a bad guess. Getting closer? Pardon? No, no, not 7,000 gone too far past. Very close. Round it up. 
5,000, yes. This probably is four and a half and they've rounded it up, but 5,000 people, 5,000 houses. That's an awful lot of houses, an awful lot of houses. And this one, let's see if we can get this one. Who have they got down as the most notable resident? Think the most notable resident of Birchwood. Who have they got down? <laughs> Good one, but no, not Colin. George Sampson. George Sampson. He is the most famous person to have come out of Birchwood. It's quite sad, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, yes, Joshua, I'm just busy just at the minute, darling. All right. <laughs> so, yes, he was the winner of Britain's Got Talent in 2008, those of you that are not familiar with uh, George, Sam George Sampson. So, Birchwood, thriving area, loads of houses, business parks, shopping centres, schools, thousands upon thousands of people in and around, milling around the area during the day. But it wasn't always like that. Two to three hundred years ago, people actually avoided Birchwood and Risley, as part, most of it was then classed as. They actually avoided it because, yes, Brian, because of the moss, the mossland, the dangerous mossland, as they called it. And Daniel Defoe is, is said to have written these words in 1724. The surface at a distance looks black and dirty and will bear neither horse nor man. What nature meant by such useless production, it is hard to imagine, but the land is ent laid entirely to waste. Well, thank goodness it's not still laid entirely to waste and we've got a thriving area here. Just a couple more things that you might like to know. Um, the split men to women is 50-50, so, you know, that's, that's, that's okay. The average age of the area is 37, so I suppose if you look around, we'd probably work out close to that as if from this church. And Thomas Risley Church is in there, described as a modern church mm. and recently extended because of the numbers so there we are plus point for us on there so who wouldn't want to live in an area like this right so where do we go from here well Nowhere in all that survey, nowhere in all the, the demographics and the statistics was there anything about religion or the, the faith of the people living here. It just mentioned churches that were in the area. So, we know around 11,000 people. How many Christians? How many Christians? If I was to start at 50%, following on from Bruce's game, higher, lower, higher, lower, what would we say? We'd go lower, probably much lower, unfortunately. And now, 
we have only two churches in the area that will probably be mentioned still on that survey. We've got our own church and the church at Birchwood Centre, the Evangelical Church. Because it's sad news that the Church of the Transfiguration at Oakwood, if it's not already closed, it is closing because of the poor attendance. And that is such sad news to have been given. Because of the areas of Birchwood, Oakwood is probably the area that in some parts of it really does need the Lord more than any. You've probably seen it happens in lots of places, but there have been trouble with, with drugs and, and other crime in the area very close to where the church building um, actually is, you know, at the school there. So, what do we do? What do we do? Well, unlike the cats in our trying to get in the box, we don't try and stay holed up in our box, in our church box. The only time the disciples were told to stay put and not move was when they were in Jerusalem and they were told to stay put for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Don't move away from here. I'm sending my Holy Spirit to you. And then once the Holy Spirit has come, then you move on and you go out there and you spread the good news of the gospel of Christ. They were told to go out there and do things in the name of the Spirit. And that applies to us too. I was at a church in, um, in, in town centre Warrington last week and um, uh, as part of the service that I was involved in there, I was asked to, to give my testimony and then uh, there was a guy there that was doing the service alongside me who is a recovered alcoholic and drug user. And he now goes out on the streets of Warrington as an evangelist. And he goes up to people, particularly people that have got alcohol and drugs problems. And he goes alongside them and he talks about how he was saved and he, he talks to them. And he just stood there and he said, well, talk to people, what have you got to lose? They might turn around and tell you to go away. Not as politely as that in many occasions. But might tell you to go away. So you were, you've been told to go away. You've wasted three, four minutes of your time. But that could have saved that person. That time could have put the first seeds into their heart, the first questions into their mind, wanting to know more about Jesus, wanting to know more about how they too can get this Holy Spirit in their lives and how their life can be lived anew, a new life away from the troubles that they've had. And it sort of put things sort of really into perspective and it, it made me feel glad for evangelists and it made me feel sad that for many years I've probably been one of those that's 
can't do that, can't do that, or can't go talk to them about it. They're going to think I'm really, you know, I'm dippy or something like that. And I've not let the Spirit give me the courage to go and speak. I've kept, I've kept it hidden within and I've backed out. I hope you did enjoy the video, uh, the, the clip, and I hope you still see it as a tongue-in-cheek way of saying that it's not always the right thing to do to keep trying to fill up the box and keep doing things and adding things and more things and until you know, the box is bursting. I go preaching on a different circuit. I don't go... I preach in, I have preached in, in other, in a few different denominations, but I go preaching mainly on the independent Methodist circuit because that was my background before I joined this, this church. And I go there, I enjoy going there, and I do know that God is sending messages, but I honestly do feel that I am watching the death of a denomination. I really do feel that I'm seeing churches slowly die out. Their average age isn't 37 like, like this. I'm not being rude if I was to say their average age is probably 72. Maybe even higher. I go there to preach and I'm far and away the youngest person in the church. And I'm no spring chicken. And it's sad. But what is even sadder is that they're still trying to grow themselves by filling the box of the church that they've got. They're still trying to grow themselves by opening the doors and saying, come in and see us. But the people aren't coming in. They aren't coming in. We're so fortunate here. So fortunate that we've got this wonderful forum, this, this wonderful building, this community, this friendship to praise God. But it's time to coin a phrase, to start thinking a bit outside the box and to start thinking how can we get the good news of Christ into the ears and the hearts of those 11,000 people minus us in the room and minus those that are attending all the churches that live in Birchwood. The songs that we've had today and the reading from Isaiah were there to sort of remind you of how it feels to be filled with the Spirit, how you, you there, you want to go out and praise, you're filled with the Spirit, you feel so good, you feel up to here, you're absolutely bursting with God. But nothing happens from it. Nothing happens from it. And that's what needs thinking about. We need to think about sharing God's world. 
a little reading for you. And I'll just have to pop these on. Just bear with me. One of my favourite books. <laughs> it's never away from my bedside. Shouldn't we start to think about our responsibility towards this planet we've so gr- been so graciously given? Were we really created so that we could spend our years trying to prove our worth and ourselves so that we could get to heaven? We were created out of pure, unconditional, wildly creative love. We were put on this amazing planet because God so loved the world and us. We are responsible for looking after it, getting involved with it, loving it. Occasionally we need to back and stand in awe at what this planet really is, what it's capable of, and why it's so extraordinarily amazing. The day I was up on the cliff was a take-your-breath-away moment. This is sort of end of a a passage. Believing and following Jesus is about getting involved in this world. We need to get out there, stand under this vast canopy of stars and clouds and sunlight and rain and have nothing more and nothing less to say to our God than just look at it and then to never ever be able to get rid of that almighty God-given grin etched into our wind-red faces. And the Bible verse that is quoted under that is Mark 16, verse 15. Then he told them, go and preach the good news to everyone in the world. And this is sort of where my work starts ending and your work begins, because I like sharing out the workload. (laughs) I know we've sort of broached on this as a church, but I'm going to challenge us, challenge us all, because this applies to me just as much as everybody else in this room. I'm one of you. I'm one of the congregation here. Go away and pray for Birchwood. Clear your mind to receive from God what it is he plans for this area and this church. Find out what God's purpose is for locking stumps, for Oakwood, for Gorse Covert, Birchwood as a whole. Just soak yourself in God and listen to what he tells you. And you can share at a later date what God has laid upon our hearts and our minds. So that's prayer challenge from today onwards.